hot flashes, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low libido, recurrent urinary tract infections, weight gain, insomnia, orgasm. What orgasm? Menopause is a very special time, and I'm betting you've not gotten a lot of information from your own doctor. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, a clinical professor of obstetrics and gynecology, the medical director of the Northwestern Medicine Center for Sexual Medicine and Menopause, a practicing gynecologist, best-selling author, and a nationally recognized menopause expert. My mantra has always been, if women are given good information, they'll make good choices. And I'm here to give you the inside information on all things menopause. For once, I'm not going to talk about vaginal dryness, leaky bladders, a dropping uterus, or brittle bones. This is going to be a total fun one because we are talking fashion over 40. Confession, I've always liked clothes. It's genetic. I had a mom who not only loved fashion, but was an Olympic shopper. She always managed to find amazing stuff on sale. She used to come waving her new purchase and gleefully pronouncing it was practically free. While I am my mother's daughter, for most OBGYNs, fashion is simply not part of the picture. For four years of residency, I pretty much wore scrubs 24-7. I still remember when after 30 hours on call and 15 deliveries, I ran into the chairman of my department who took one look at me in my wrinkled, stained green scrubs and said, you look like an unmade bed. Actually, an unmade bloody bed. And he was not smiling. Fast forward, once I started practicing, I was once again able to take clothes very seriously. One patient told me that the main reason I was her gynecologist was so that she can come in every year and see what I was wearing. I think that was a compliment. Anyway, with time and age, while I still love clothes, it's a lot more challenging and a lot more work to look the way I want to. In spite of careful eating and exercise, I have wobbly underarms, a tummy that's no longer flat, and skin that ripples. In other words, I no longer have the option of wearing something just because it looks great on the hanger. And that is why I am so excited to have this conversation with Lauren Diamond Waters, the host of the Beauty is a Bitch podcast, the founder of Fountain of 30, and all-around expert when it comes to fashion and beauty for the over 40 crowd. So welcome, Lauren. Hi, how are you, Lauren? <laughs> um, wobbly arms and uh, not quite a tummy and all. I'm great. great. <laughs> you know, your mom sounds like my mom. Um, they probably knew each yep. other in another Pro- way. Yeah. Shopping. Yeah, she she yeah. was actually, my mother was an extraordinary woman in many, many ways, but she truly was a very talented shopper. I mean, she just found the best stuff for not necessarily a lot of money and put it together yeah. really well. And that's, that's the key, how you put it together. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So right, let's start with this. Um, sure. Just for the heck of it, I, I Googled how to dress during menopause and, and three pieces of advice kept popping up. Elastic waists, layers, and breathable fabrics. And I thought, oh, great, prepare to get fat and be hot. So, okay. (laughs) Doesn't that make you crazy? What kind of advice do you give to women who ask you about dressing as they're going through menopause? I say wear whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. Um, I do agree a little bit with the layering only because, you know, if you do have a hot flash, you want to be able to take, you know, a layer off. But as far as elastic waists go, and I mean, breathable fabric, sure, but there's so many options now. There's so many different fabrics. Uh, so I, my advice is just dress the way you always did, but just don't wear old lady clothes. Yeah. I mean, you know? honestly, that's advice I would give to women at any exactly. age. Right. You know, I, I can be in, you know... A- climate where it's 90 degrees and then I go into an air conditioned restaurant and it's like a refrigerator and I'm glad I have something to put on over me. So, you know, it's just, yeah. I think 
makes sense. You dress in layers and yep. and wear breathable fabrics because why wouldn't you? It's more comfortable. But I, I'm with you. Yeah, on and the there's so many there. options. There's so many options now, you know, as far as fabrics go and and layering, you know, and also depends like on where you live. Um, I mean, I'm used to layering. I live in New York. That's what we do, you know. And, and so it also depends on what you do. I mean, we all talk about COVID where, you know, from the waist down, we all know we're wearing you know, yoga pants or, or exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, I but as I, I'm just really not a proponent of rules, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, I think there are certain things that you may want to be really honest with yourself about, like maybe a crop top or. Um, but you know, I still I know some women that are in their 40s and 50s and have amazing abs, and if they want to wear you know, a bare midriff for a little bit peeking out, they can get away with it and they look fantastic. It's not, you know, I don't think that's an age thing. Let's put it this way. As we get older, uh, our confidence takes a bit of a hit, especially, which seems weird because we tend to be in a really good place, you know, mentally, we know what we know, we know what we like, but you know, when it comes to like putting ourselves together, we start to show a lot of self doubt. We second guess ourselves and it's all based on what we think others are going to think about us. But well, I th- it's it's that. But I also think it's because our bodies have changed without, you know, any reason as far as we're concerned. You know, if I'm when I was in my 20s or 30s, if I put on a few pounds because I was eating too much and not exercising. OK, I got it. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, I hit 50 and I have a muffin top where I didn't have one before and things are shifting. And it just, first of all, is unfair, but true. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the, you know, the other thing is it's kind of like, all right, now I have to, I have to deal with this. So you do lose some confidence. You do. And say, is this really okay to go right. out like this? So right. let's do this. Um, Cause I don't really know the answer to this question. What's, what's the difference between fashion and style? Oh, okay. I, I love this. Okay. So style in in a nutshell is timeless and fashion is more of the moment. So that's like when you're talking about fashion trends and and what's trendy and with style, that means more of like your personal style to me. And that is something that I, I have found and I'm hearing a lot of women sort of lose. Like you might've had your own personal style when you were younger but now because you have some of these self doubts and, and, you know, wondering if something still looks good on you, a lot of women in midlife kind of lose that. And I'm kind of hoping that they have the confidence yeah. to get that back. So your style can change. Absolutely. So can yes, fashion fashion change, fashion. but not at the same time necessarily. Not necessarily. Trends and things. Yeah. Trends tend to go super fast, especially now because we're, now, even more so than like 10 years ago, fashion, things are just going at warp speed. Yeah. You get whiplash just trying to keep up. And, and you know, I, I used to be, and I just wrote an, I just wrote a post about this. I used to, like, when I started blogging 17 years ago, I was a different age and I cared about fashion. I cared yeah. about fashion trends. And, you know, I hate to say it, I was probably a little bit more judgmental. Not, you know, because that's the fashion world. The fashion world is very judgy, you know, Um, and I I found that I was sort of in that. But now I'm just like, I've totally, totally done a 180 on that one. And I am the opposite. Like, I don't I don't really judge much anymore. And I really don't feel like I have the right to judge anymore. So I don't. And I just I just think that people 
women should do what makes them happy. If some wearing something makes you truly happy, it's going to, you're going to reflect that when you're walking around. And that to me is confidence. And that's the type of woman that people really take notice of. Yeah. Somebody that's confident. I right. Agree. So I agree. Right. It's also not just what you wear, but how you hold yourself, how you conduct mm-hmm. yourself. It's so funny because when you were talking about trends, um, and, and trends do change. The, just earlier today, I was writing um, some stuff for a, a podcast that I'm going to do on, um, I'm going to call vaginal vanity. And I was just writing uh, on trends and pubic hairstyles. And I thought, this is how different, but the same, our world. But the same. We but talk things, about, you know, trends and right. pants length. And I talk about trends and pubic hairstyles, which. Hey, listen, they do change. I mean, you know. Absolutely. So, absolutely. So, you know, so, so does, so does fashion. But, you know, I do think though, that as we get older, especially like you start seeing the trends recycle. I mean, we, we laugh. It's like, okay, we're well, so happy bell bottoms are back. And yeah. Cause that's good. They're good on me. <laughs> See, and there you go. And that's the other thing. Hopefully women, when they're in midlife and you get to this point where you just kind of know what works on you, like I can look at a trend and say, Hmm, that would not work on me, but this one would. And and I, the beauty of being the age that I am now and making a lot of fashion mistakes, which by the way, there are tons of pictures of all over the place, but is I can now, you know, objectively look at something and be like, mm, that wouldn't work on me, but it could work remember, on someone. Um, we're, we're of the age, you remember, I'm sure they don't do this anymore. Glamour do's and don'ts. Oh yeah. Pictures of women walking down the street and then put a big black band across their face and, and, I mean, I lived in fear of being a glamour don't. <laughs> we all did. We all did. And what's okay. Here's what's really funny. So when we started our, our first blog in Chicago called Second City Style, we did that. We called it Fashion Police. And it was basically like glamour do's and don'ts. That's how that's how bad it was. Like Talk about judge, judgmental. Yeah, right. Exactly. And we would put I mean, we would block out the face, but we would like take pictures of like take a trend and take pictures of people wearing that trend. I mean, now I look at that. I'm like, that's so obnoxious. I can't it. Well, a little bit, but you know, and and I guess what you're saying, I mean, not only would not it not be done because it's just not nice. No, it's not nice. Also, it's this whole concept of, well, there really aren't any absolutes in terms of do and don'ts. People can do what they want. But having said that, while we're on the topic of trends, I'm going to pin you down a little bit. Okay. What is the worst trend in your opinion that is going on that's trending right now and what is one of the better trends okay let let me start with one of the better ones because i i like to start on a positive um i would say i've sort of liked the oversized menswear so they're showing it in coats they're showing it in like suits and um the jackets and then uh, another one is like oversized kind of bomber jacket i'm sort of loving that um And I, you know, I think as long as everything else you wear is like fitted underneath. Right, you can't do that doing, with big baggy pants. It's got yeah, be- no, yeah. no, because you're just going to look big. You're just going to look bigger. And I don't really think that's really the goal right now um, for most of us. But I would say that that is one that I am super excited about. And let me, I'm trying to think which one I don't really like right now. Well, I, I'm not really liking like the. I'm not a personal lover of like the bra top thing. Yeah. But that's just me. You know, um, I just think that that Madonna thing kind of played out a while ago, but I know a lot of people love it. So, you know, again, I'm not one to 
I'm not one to pass judgment. It's not one I'm super excited about. You can have opinions. I can have an opinion. It's true. Um, Let me think if there's any any other ones I can think of. Where are you on combat boots? I've embraced combat boots because they're so freaking comfortable. I love them. Hey, listen, I, I... I am the only my husband hates them. Um, So that's kind of where I just bought a white pair. I have another pair with with like rhinestones on them. I'm loving my combat boots. Yeah. uh, You know, it's funny. I have um, I have a pair of white ones and I just ordered another pair of black, but they've got like kind of feminine chain details on them. So I'm I'm pretty happy about it. So I'm glad because um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think what is another trend. so uh, micro minis is another trend right now. I'm not such a fan for me. Well, I mean, all, aside from the fact that, let's be honest, most people don't look too great in them. They're yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, you walk down the street and when you see someone wearing one of these little money minis, they're always just, you know, like scrooching it down and pulling it down and always. Yeah, they don't look comfortable. They, they don't never look comfortable. Look comfortable. No. I'm all about comfort at and this point. Point. Conversely, there's another trend right now, too, for this fall, which is like really, really long skirts. Like, I'm not just saying a maxi, but I'm talking like the kind that sweeps Are on the street. Dragging? dragging. Now, let's let's discuss why that's not a good idea, because it's going to look dirty. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not that <laughs> I don't want my clothes to look filthy. Listen, there was a trend yeah. for a while about the long sleeves with the big bells. And oh, yeah. Thinking, Do they not know I'm a gynecologist? <laughs> you yeah, me? yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, and and another trend that's big right now are baby doll dresses, which I I really no, no, we're grown ups. I I just don't I don't find them flattering on anybody that's under five foot eleven and one hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, which yeah, I've never been. Yeah, you have to be. So let me ask you this: so so my wardrobe is basically two colors, black and really dark black. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. and and called up the New York New York wardrobe. So okay, I'm always ready for a funeral. Packing for a trip is really easy. I like this combo, but do you think I should introduce some color? Absolutely, absolutely. But but listen, this I'm a New Yorker now. and I love my black and I have every shade of black you can think of. And I love Navy and I love Navy and black together. And they're very I just, I just did that for the first time. That was, I thought, really putting myself out there. It is. And you know what? For you, that's probably a big, a, a big step, you know, but Coco Chanel did it. You know, Navy and black go great together. I love it together. Um, uh, I would say. Is there a color that makes you happy? Is there a color that when you wear it or you probably don't because you wear a lot of black but is there like a color that you think I would I, you know what I, I do if i'm gonna pop a color yep. usually it's um some shade of blue me too I like blue yep. I, like, I like jewel tones you know i yep. like purples um you're not gonna see me too often in yellow or green or anything I, like that. you you and i have the same well you know what i had i did embrace green like that bright kind of kelly yeah, green this that's yeah and i actually like it and it's shocking because like you i mostly wear black and if i do add a color it's it's blue right now you and nobody else can see me you can i'm wearing a light blue top like i just i like it um why do they keep trying to bring back brown nobody likes. i don't know i it's it's not i'm not a fan and it's nobody's favorite color i don't i don't look good in it um i don't look good in beige either like and that's the other thing is just kind of knowing like when I wear beige, I feel really drab. It's not a good color for me. There's not enough lipstick or blush in the world that's going to make me look alive when I wear that color. You know, um, so I I don't. And I don't care if that's the trend. Um, I don't touch it. Now, that being said, I don't like it against my face. 
But some, I mean, I've been known to wear, you know, ivory or beige pants or, you know, I'll keep it away from my face. Right. That's, okay. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, right. that's so let, let's talk shopping. Now we've kind of talked with the trends. Love to talk shopping. Yeah. You know, all right. So, you know, I looked at your website and yes. you had me at, you know, a fountain of 30 woman loves trends, loves trends, yes. but she's too old to dress like she's 25. That's correct. Yes. But she's not ready to shop at Chico's yet. And I thought, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm never going to be ready to shop at Chico's. Sorry, Chico's. Sorry. I, and I, I know there's a few companies that I know are never going to reach out to me to work with yeah. me. And Chico's will be one of them. I, Crocs, I can name a couple Crocs or the other. Yeah. Um, All right. So yeah. let's talk. Let's, let's sure. talk. Where, where do we shop? Where do we shop to look amazing without spending a fortune? Zara. That I was, was going to say that. I love Zara. Yeah, so do I. It's, it's great. Now, that being said, I do want, I have a caveat and I, 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 I like Zara for the trendier pieces. Um, but I do really kind of recommend, especially if we're talking about style versus fashion, um, that, you know, I'd say only 20% at the most of your wardrobe should be trendy and the other 80 should be like good staple pieces that reflect your sense of style. Okay. So those are the ones that I invest in and like, okay, let's say in your case, like a good black suit, cause you know, you're going to wear black. Okay. Yeah. Um, and never you spend want- too much on a pair of good black pants. Never. Exactly. Right. And, and I would never buy-, buy that at Zara. Cause for me, right. know, I need something that is going to do something good to my hips and my tush. Exactly. And, and you'll spend Zara. the money. And yeah. I think I, I always talk about um, cost per wear. So I really believe that. Um, and, and, and let me see if I can explain what cost per wear is. So if you take a pair of $500 pants, which is pretty expensive, and you are hemming and hawing about that, but you go buy a pair of $75 pants instead, but you don't really like them as much as the $500 pair of pants that you know you're going to wear for years and years because they're classic and they look great on you. And you know, you're going to wear them no matter what the trends are, because that's part of your personal style and it reflects who you are. You actually save money by spending the $500. If you do the math and amortize it over, let's say you can wear those for the next 10 years. So every time you wear those pair of pants, they become cheaper and cheaper as opposed to the pair of $75 pants that are sitting in your closet that you might wear three times before you give them away. That's a waste of money. So that's kind of what I'm always trying to say. So, you know, buy the thing that makes you like, okay, let's say a Burberry trench coat. That's something you buy. It's a lot of money, but you're going to wear that probably forever and hand it on down to your daughter. 20 years old. Exactly. I have things in my closet that are 30 years. I have a couple of things that I wore in college. That was a long time ago. My fry boots are from college. Yeah, see? And they're great. And you can still, because the cowboy trend book trend is back again by the way it comes it cycles through every stuff my husband keeps saying i can't believe all this stuff you hang on to and i'm like well i'm wearing stuff that's pretty old because when you talk about um you know the costs per item and and so i basically have three things that i think about when because i like to shop right right so that's number one number two is is this an unmet need because right. I have a tendency, if I like something, to buy 12 versions of the same thing. And I think, okay, if I already have something that serves that purpose, I don't need it. And then the third thing is, is it worth the real estate? Meaning, yeah. you know, my, closet, my yep. closet is too crowded as it is. And, you know, I'm not going to buy something that's just well, going to take up room. 
that also you could do something that my mom used to do. And that was like, if something's going in, something's got to come out. Yeah, I so, tried that. that didn't work so well. That doesn't work for me either. But, you know, my mom was good at it. So there's there's got to be some other women out there that are, too. I'm not one of them. I tend to hold on to things. But but it, it's the trendy. I hate to tell you the trendy little things that I buy at um, more like H&M or, you know, something right, like that. Stuff. The you fun stuff. The fun stuff. You wear it a few times and then you get rid of it and it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. Now, that being said, you know, I have some Zara pieces I've had for many years and I like them. So, you know, and it's a good place to kind of go in. And if you want to, let's say you might want to invest in a trend because it reflects your personal style. Try it at Zara. Get the cheaper version. If you really find you love it and you, you know, you'll know if it's worth you spending more money and to get like the real deal, you know? Um, so that's sort of, but I, I love Zara. I'm trying to think what other stores I, you know, I tend to, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge Nordstrom fan. So, you know, I shop all over that store when there's a sale, I'm happy. Um, yeah, I, I really, there's a, I do a lot online, actually. I do a lot online too, but you know, but I think a lot of people avoid the more expensive stores because they're more expensive. And what they forget is that sometimes those stores have the best sales. Oh, I yeah. Some amazing things at, at Neiman Marcus for like 70% off that quality oh, yeah. wise, they're phenomenal. And exactly. not a whole lot more than I am at Zara, quite frankly. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's nothing wrong. There's no shame in your game if you just walk right back to the sales section. I've done oh, it. I, I do it. I do it all the time, but also, uh, but something that people, another little, and I know we've all been there is you buy something because it's on sale and you don't really love it. Like you still really need to love it. And you still need to ask yourself is what's, what need is this serving? Like the same questions that you ask yourself when you're spending a lot of money, you should be asking yourself that when you're not spending a lot of money. And that's where the real, real comes in to get rid of that stuff, which brings me to this topic of consignment shopping, because it used to be that, you know, years ago, really nobody did consignment shopping and now of course it's it's huge not only real real is huge right now right right and and i have bought some things on the real real and have done really well Um, i would say things on the real real and gotten pretty much nothing for them but oh i've I've done pretty well i've sold some stuff yeah you know it's give it gives me my like i reinvested in something i really want you know so yeah no but i think people forget about that as as being a way to get some really incredible stuff because people make mistakes. They buy things on sale or they find yep. that they don't wear them. And I will say that of things that I have personally bought from the real, real, I would say at least half of them come with the tags still on that they were never, ever worn. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I know. I, I know you can get some great, and you know, and I love that too, because, you know, it's also doing better for the planet, you know, that you're recycling. Basically you're taking somebody else's, you know what they say? One man's trash is another man's, you know, treasure. So I think we shouldn't be like ashamed of it. I think that we should put it out there because it used to be that if you bought something at a resale shop or on consignment that you would never admit it. And I think that we really have gone a long way in terms of not only making it okay, but actually admirable. It's like getting getting your pet from the, from the, um, from the pound instead of the the thoroughbred, you know, saying got this lovely dog and it would have been out on the street if not for me. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it absolutely. And it's, I think people are very, are talking about it now. I mean, I know people, myself included, I mean, have I bought that much? No, if anything, I'm getting rid of things. I probably sell more, but um, you know, and my mom, uh, when she passed away a couple of years ago, had a lot of 
really like nice designer stuff, but we're, we're a different size, you know, like her shoe I, size. Told me my mother had amazing shoes and she was yeah. a size seven quad a get this. Oh, wow. Quad a. And I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a seven B and right. other than some sandals. I was, I was out of luck. I had to get yeah, me too. Hand. My mom's, my mom was a whole size smaller than me and her feet are were a little wider and she had all these beautiful shoes and I'm like no I can't you know and it was you know but somebody else is wearing them and enjoying them so that's good right right we we recently lost um Queen Elizabeth and we're talking 70 years of royal fashion so I know you just wrote a blog about that what did she do right and what did she do wrong well you know I I, I would never, I can't say anything bad about the queen. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, she's in a different role than most, most people. So, you know, I think that, I think that her style showed like a lot of grace and a lot of strength. And, you know, that was kind of her style. She loved taking risks. She took risks with like her hats and her colors, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, if, she, if you saw the queen in a, in a mini skirt, you would have flipped out. You know what I mean? But like she never wore black. I mean, unless she was in mourning, she always wore black. Right. And I thought that was great. Um, and, you know, if you saw pictures of her when she like before she became the queen and when she was younger, she wore like a lot of really drab colors. So she yeah. she came into her own a little later. And I, I kind of like that. She had she kind of I think she kind of had fun with it. Um, to mention you know, hats. I mean, yeah, I'm all about hats. hats. And that was, you know, between and, and for we're talking about menopause women and my my podcast on thinning hair is actually one of the more popular podcasts. So I know that it's really resonating with people. And yeah, right. um, I have, I first embraced hats, quite frankly, as a combination of thinning hair. And also because I'm really trying to keep the sun off my face. Exactly. I wear a lot more hats now too. But I also just found that I love the way they look. They're fun. And they're great. If you're having a bad hair day, I mean, just throw a hat on. It's great. Absolutely. Um, But what I like Queen Elizabeth wore color, because she was the queen and she knew it was important for people in a crowd to be able to see her. So I think that that really says something about embracing why she did it. Yeah. People could see her, but people could see her. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons she says this would be a reason. Like if you're a single woman and you're trying to meet men and party, you should be the one in the red dress, right? Instead of the absolutely. Yep. You wear a color, whatever you like, you know, like you said, you don't really like yellow. Don't wear yellow. You know, I, I love it on certain, I, looks, the color yellow looks terrible on me. I don't look good in red. Well, certain shades of red. I don't look very, I don't, you know, and I know that. So I don't, and I can love it on other people. And I do. Um, I just know I can look at, I, I'm at that age now in that point where I can look at a color and be like, ooh, that that would, that might work on me. And then other times like, ooh, no, that's not going to happen. So, you know, it's just, it's just kind of getting to know yourself and being honest with yourself and, you know, wearing your clothes and not letting them wear you, you know, you still got to stand out. So that's what I liked about the queen. She, she, um, she was, I liked that she was present. Like what I look at her and say, like, she's a fashion plate. Like, yes, I think like Kate Middleton dresses beautifully. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's a different age and who knows what she's going to dress like when she's 70, you know, and it, and it, and it can evolve and things can change and, you have to kind of be covered up when you're a royal anyway. I mean, you know, so that's, that's that. true. You're that is you're true. walking down the street in your bikini if you're a royal. Absolutely not. But, you know, there was the time that uh, the queen met uh, uh, Jackie Kennedy when the end. She wore like 
color and a and a sleeve you know and a and a her arms were bare. she was wearing gloves of course but she had bare shoulders and you know i think that's awesome like I, so i do think she took some risks within her own you know she had like she had to stay in her lane but she would you know try to try to push the, the boundary but jackie kennedy's another one you know when you talk about style versus fashion it was style certain people that you could look at and say she had an amazing style she sure um, did she yeah. sure did. And, 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 you know, I mean, yes. And she was quote unquote, you know, she led trends. She was a trendsetter, but she did it in, in being very um, committed and very respectful of her own sense of style, you know, and she took risks because that's who she was, but it was always within her comfortable framework, you know? And I think that's why people really respected her and they still, they still cite her today as being one of, you know, the epitomes of, of style, yeah. you know, like Coco Chanel and, you know, there's certain people that you just think of that way. That's exactly right. And, you know, and I think one of the things that I so love about Michelle Obama is uh-huh. that she also had this incredible style, but it wasn't with a designer. It wasn't couture, you know, it was kind of saying, all right, ladies, you can have style and you can look amazing and shop at J crew. And absolutely, that, it was a absolutely. huge statement, I think, to make because when you have someone who you know has unlimited access to as expensive as clothes as she wants to wear, and yet on major state occasions wore something that anyone could wear. Well, yeah. that and I think that makes that makes you more real and more approachable and more relatable. And I think that's really how women, the re- the rest of us mere mortals, that's how we typically dress. And you know, and. I'm also a big fan of mixing high with low, huge fan of that. So, um, you know, I remember my yeah, mom with Neiman Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, I remember my mom dressed, you know, my mom basically dressed high, high, like high, 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 all, you know, barely any low, you know, and she, I, I started, you know, I'm like in my forties and she's amazed at the way I'm dressing, like that I'm dressing too young. I'm like, but mom, this is, this is, what people do now you know you you mix you mix you know and i remember buying my mom like a pair of jeans and she was like oh like i mean my mom wore jeans but like right very dressed up you know she had like it's that's just who she was but things are different now like yes you do see people dressed in head to toe designer stuff but not often not not often. I mean, okay, but let's let's talk about you know when you say people should wear what they feel good in, and I couldn't agree more. And they should be comfortable. Right. And I totally agree. But there is such a thing as as I think, beginning into our little bit judgy, opinionated selves, as as dressing too young. And you know, I'll go shopping. Yeah. I, have, I have two adult daughters. Um, we all basically wear the same size, and so right. when we go shopping. Sometimes I'll try on the same thing that that they are. And I'll say, well, I'm not going to get this. You get this because this is too young for me. And they say, like, what are you talking about? It looks great on you. And and you know, my response always, it doesn't matter if it looks OK on me. Right. It's just too young for me. So, OK, there's a voice in your head telling you that it doesn't look right on you. OK, I always say, listen to that voice, because as soon as you don't listen to that voice, okay, you're going to wear something out and you're not going to be comfortable. And you're going to, you're, you're I, when I'm not comfortable in what I'm wearing, it can like ruin my entire night, the entire day, my mood. 
I need to feel comfortable. And if you ignore that voice, you need to listen to that voice. If there's anything I think as women we've learned as we've gotten older is like, listen to that voice, right? Well, listen to it. And don't let someone talk you into something. Yeah, Don't let somebody talk you into something that you don't, you know, you've done that. You get home and you're like, why did I come home with this? I I I do worse. I do. I I feel guilty. Like if I'm in a small store and there's Mm -hmm. a salesperson who spends a lot of time with me and then I have been known to buy something that I really, really didn't want. Yeah, I felt so guilty because yep. I knew that the salesperson was on commission and she spent yep. all this time with me. That's ridiculous. I know, but I'm just why, why weren't you my customer when I worked at Neiman Marcus? That was oh, oh, God, I would have been that one was, of your favorite customers. You probably would have been because I remember like spending time with women. But I, you know what? Because of that, though, because of what you just said. I purposely would never try to talk somebody into something that I didn't like. I would say if it looked good and they really look good, but if somebody you could tell they weren't comfortable with it, I'd try to find them something else. You know, you know what I've done also instead of asking the salesperson, "What do you think? How do I look?" Because you know they want you to buy it, right? right? So if there's another customer there, yep. um, you know, I'll say, yep. "What do you think?" And sometimes women will ask me, and I'm always really honest. Me I'll too. Say, you know, it's it's really not something I would choose. It's not as great on you as something else might be. And I think you're doing someone a real service instead of just being polite and saying, oh, you look great in that yeah. midriff top with the hip hugger jeans that, you know, are showing your butt crack. I mean, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's funny. I think some of the like I've had fun in the Zara dressing room before with that. So, you know, you come out and I ask another customer, like, what do you think? Because like as much as I do what I do and I kind of know it looks sometimes I, I'd like an opinion, you know, something if, especially if you're shopping by yourself, and you don't have a girlfriend with you, then, yeah, you know, that's that's. Absolutely, you should ask for another customer's opinion. If they look like they're usually pretty honest with you, you know. And I've done. I've been like, eh, don't get that. I don't like that. You know, <laughs> I'm older than you are. And and when I was growing up, you never see this anymore. But there were some stores that had group dressing rooms. It was just one. Oh big no, room. I remember like Lowmans. Lowmans, exactly. Lowmans yep. and Lowmans. On one hand, it was horrifying, but on the other hand, it was great because you would get 20 opinions. Everyone would say they they take a vote. Oh, and not only that, you would see what they picked out. You'd be like, hey, where'd you get that? You know, and you'd say, if you're not going to take that, can I? Exactly. I've gotten some great things in those dressing rooms because, you know, of of what the other person's going to give up or put back. back. Yep. Really? I know. I know. I know. But but there is something to be said for that. Like, God forbid you're wearing like, you know not your prettiest under. I mean, you think like people are looking at you and they're, they're really not. It's like, they're really not. or they're it. saying, Oh good. I'm not the only one who has underwear. That's, you know, yeah, exactly. Stretched exactly. Out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want yeah. to shift gears a little bit and I want to sure. talk about your podcast because sure. your podcast is about a lot more than fashion. And I yes, know yeah. that yes, because I you was are a guest. on your podcast. Yes. And um, by the way, I was really hurt. You did not ask me one single question about clothes. Shoes, oh, I'm sorry. Or I'm accessories. Sorry. I know. I'm so sorry. I try to stay on topic. I'm so sorry. And we were we were talking about, you know, I don't remember menopause. vaginas, something menopause of some, yeah. some, yeah, just fashion just didn't seem to fit. But I God only knows I'm willing to talk about fashion almost all the time. And I love it. Ask me about fashion. All right. But but seriously, talk about your podcast. Tell tell me kind of like how your podcast came about and the kinds of topics, the times, types of guests. What do you do on your podcast? Well, I you know what happened was I, I started as a fashion blogger and back in 2005. And then I sort of went more into beauty. And as that 
because I would get invited backstage to show fashion shows and you have to cover beauty. So I kind of got into that and then skincare and it's sort of, and as I've gotten older, as I've mentioned earlier, I care less about fashion and I care more about style. And, you know, also I'm noticing my body's changing. I'm in midlife, my skin's changing. I'm going through menopause, you know, all these things are, are happening and I'm having conversations with women. I'm not alone. And it, so that's kind of where I came up with the podcast. Now, truth be told, when I started it, it's, we've had it now. I've had it now for a few years. We're in our fifth fifth season. The first season, I had a partner. And so um, she did it with me. And it was kind of fun. We kind of riffed off each other a bit. And, you know, it's talking about midlife. And it gets a little harder. And that's why it's called Beauty is a Bitch. Because it does kind of become a bitch as we get a little get a little older. But I really kind of wanted to get into, like, all different kinds of subjects that help us women. And I say help us, meaning women in midlife, um, age better because I feel that with the way advances are happening and the way we can get information that aging, we should we, to take control of the part of aging that we can control. And so that to me is finding the answers and like, what's new, what's happening. Uh, you know, what should women be aware of what's coming down the pipeline? What are things that are, are bananas and you shouldn't waste your money on. Like, I just kind of want to get to the bottom of it. Like, like I'm your girlfriend. That's going to find out. I have people, my friends, particularly. And now that I've been doing this, women ask me like, well, you know, uh, like direct message me like, Hey, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And I'm like, you know, I really don't know the answer to that, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be right back. And I like do the deep dive. So that's sort of what the podcast is. And, you know, we cover everything from like, Oh gosh, we did, we've done hairstyles, uh, that, you know, look maybe better for women in midlife. Although I'm kind of believe that women can wear again, almost any hairstyle they want, um, uh, to, uh, you know, menopause to talk about, um, stress, uh, talking about hair loss. Um, you know, a, a lot of the topics that you cover too. Right, so, right. you know, it's, it's just to me, being able to just, I think information is power. And the more information we have, the more informed decisions we can make for ourselves so that we can, um, you know, just do the best that we can, you know? So I just want to be like a source of information for, for women and, you know, so they can listen and learn. And sometimes it's fun. I mean, I wanted it to kind of be funny. Um, but it's not really funny subject matter a lot I found. Um, so I do have an explicit rating because it's called beauty is a bitch. <laughs> so, and I, I can't, think get... I have an explicit rating. <laughs> you do? No, or I'm don't. not sure. I oh, well, my rating. Yeah, I have an E next to it, but that's because I, because the word bitch is in the title. Can you believe that? And uh, I can like, believe I, that. I've been kicked off of Facebook more times for having what I consider to be legitimate medical information, but just yeah, because I know. the word vagina, I know. I'm up there with triple X porn. It's, it's, it's a crazy world we live in, but, mm-hmm. but I, uh, so it was funny. I, you know, I, I don't, like, I swear quite a bit in my own life, but I, I don't on the podcast too much, but I've had, I had a guest, like one of my first solo episodes and she was just dropping F bombs. And I'm like, you know, I do have an explicit rating, so go for it. You know, I'm like, I don't care. So, you know, if it fits, why not? And, um, you know, I try not to, I try to keep a sense of humor about all of this too, because otherwise it's not a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, I think aging, uh, most of it is mental anyway, like your attitude towards it. So, 
I'm hoping, you know, to keep a, a good attitude about it. So well, it's, you know. it's, it's attitude. But as you said, it's also knowledge. Uh-huh. And and that's quite frankly, why I do what I do as well. You yeah. Know, doing books and doing I, the podcast is because women, for the most part, are not getting good information. They're not. And they're and, getting or, or they're they're listening to old information. And because they're not like taking as as I know, you did a whole episode on that, like on HRT listening to that old information and it's, you know, it's harming us in the long run. So to me, if we, you and I, and can help provide information that's, you know, correct and current and up to date, then, you know, that helps, that helps women and that's good for everybody. And it is all about aging, um, you know, better aging, if you will. And, And it's funny because when I look at the podcasts that do my podcasts that do the best and it's reflective of exactly that, People are looking at the one on sleep primarily, on weight, um, you know, hair, skin, all of that. And I don't look at that as being trivial stuff. Not at all. I look at that as being very important in terms of just our sense of self-esteem, well-being, how we think of ourselves in the workplace. You know, certainly, um, you know, I've done a lot of work on the impact of menopause in the workplace, that women are really at the top of their game right when they go through this perimenopause transition and and can't function and can't sleep. And I have brain fog and I'm telling you the brain fog, the brain fog part of, of menopause is for me um, one of the worst things to deal with because, you know, you just feel like you're getting dumb. (laughs) And, 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 you know, and and actually, and I did, I did a podcast on it with, with Pauline Mackey, who's one of the truly the world's experts on it. Um, and it's extraordinary. And it was, I thought, a really good podcast. But the but the punchline to that for people listening, if you didn't listen to that podcast yet, is the brain fog is transient. <laughs> so it's not, Yeah, I, it's I not think I'm coming out. I'm coming out the other end, but not before I went to go see a neurologist. Like yeah, I did all the tests. A little nuts. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, it really was brain fog and not something that I should be a little bit more concerned about. And, um, you know, that but these are all things that we you're right it plays into the whole self-esteem so to me the podcast is just sort of an just sort of an offshoot of what i've been doing for years Mm -hmm. um but but providing the information in a way because i don't i don't have the answer i want to ask an expert and talk to them about it you know so i'm not an expert on uh most of these things um, that I talk about on the podcast, because I bring on the experts to, you know, just hopefully that I ask the right questions, but, you know, hopefully there's some light that shed on it. And that's why I listen to other podcasts too, because I want to learn and and sometimes laugh and sometimes laugh. I do listen to some that are, just fun. <laughs> no, absolutely. But but honestly, I mean, that's why I, I listen to your podcast, which I do. I love it. And, and Thank that's you. why I have you on as a guest, because while I think I'm an expert when it comes to fashion, I know I'm not. Well, you know, I think I but you're you're an expert when it comes to your own fashion. It's and true. and true. I, you know, as am I. And I I mean, maybe I know a little bit more because I, I I do know a lot about like the history of fashion and, you know, stuff like that. So as far as that goes, I'm sort of probably know a little bit more than some people. But um, but what what does that really matter? I mean, it doesn't play what, my knowledge of the history of fashion really doesn't. Oh, affect. I disagree. I, I <laughs> love I mean, almost every single thing I do, I start with the history. Um, I love it. I, to me, I've, to done me it's history, like art. I've done the history of underwear. I've done the history of menstrual products. See? Um, love I, it. Have, I have a whole big 
thing in my when my first book on the history of hysterectomy i'm actually giving a lecture tonight on the history of vibrators which is a whole different thing well you see know, look I have, I, that's when i should come back on your podcast and talk about the history of vibrators because that would really be awesome fun. i would love that it's and really let me fun. let me tell you something you know it's funny like so some people look like i love i do love art don't get me wrong but i've always looked at designers and, and especially when it is like artists so i love going to like the like to going to like the Dior exhibit and things like that. There's nothing that makes me happier than going and seeing like a whole exhibit of a designer that I respect. I respected and just delving into that to me, that's like going to go see like, you know, an impressionism. I, I well, like going is. to I mean, an designers art are artists. They, they really they are. are. They are. And my, I think, you know, maybe not as some are today. I mean, I just, you know, there's there's a lot. I mean, I hate I sound, but I love like the old styles. Well, but like, the other like, thing also about design and the history of design is it was reflective of historically what was going on. It yep, was reflective absolutely. of politically what was going on. I mean, you even earlier when we started off talking about we're, we're returning to, to long dresses. Why did long dresses go away? It's because they were dragging through the mud and the and the horse poop in the streets. You know, and, 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 to, and to think it's back again. This, I mean, to, I yeah, we don't, we don't, not that we don't. We don't have horse poop in the streets, but that doesn't. No, but we sure we sure have snow sludge and whatnot, you know, and dirt, and you know, it's 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 probably not the best thing to wear if you live in a city, but you know, whatever, you know, to each their own. Exactly, exactly. And and I always say, like, you do you, you know, every just do you, whatever makes whatever. And when I say whatever makes you happy, I don't mean it like just in a trite way. I mean like whatever really makes you like really light up and makes you happy what if you look in the mirror and you are super happy at what you see like you like your outfit and you're like i've got it going on walk out that door and take on the day because i agree but but what's so funny about that whole concept is you can feel that way and then 20 years later you you look back at that photo and say what was i thinking yeah but you're looking at that through the lens of the fashion of today you know and at the time like yes i look back at the pictures of myself from the 80s and i'm like oh my god but everybody looked crazy i mean we all did but yeah. I'm looking at that through through the lens of, you know, 2022 or whatever. And it looks silly. But at the time, I thought it looked fantastic. And I thought a lot of other people look fantastic. And I'm sure when I look at pictures of myself today, for 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, what was I thinking? But well, that's why I tell people not to get tattoos. But that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's that sort of, like, go out of style. Yet, please. That's a permanent decision. Well, unless uh, unless you do something very painful. But yeah, that's probably I kind of I kind of went with um piercings like i have a lot of holes in my ears because i figure those can come out so to me that's sort of like my tattoo thing you know i i i you know i i've wanted there's been times where i've thought like maybe i want like a little tattoo but i just really cannot commit when push comes to shove to something i want to see on myself for the rest of my life and that's why i haven't got one you know but yeah you're right i you know but i i know a lot of people that got them and they love them and that's that's great you know so all right. So last it. words, what else do you want to mention that we have not gotten to when it comes to what women over 40 need to know about style, uh, fashion and looking their best? You know, you know, we all have little figure flaws. We've had them all along. And I know that when we get older, they change a bit or, um, you know, maybe you're getting a little thick around the middle or whatever. I, I say just be kind to yourself. And, you know, if you have to switch up your your style a little bit because something that you wore 10 years ago suddenly doesn't look good on you. That's okay. You know, we're all just doing the best that we can. So I just say, 
you know, just be kind to yourself, look at yourself with a kind eye and um, you'll just exude, you know, happiness and light and energy. And those are the type of people that that other women look at and go, wow, you know, and that's kind of what it's all about. You know, that's that's what I'd like to leave with. Wise words. Thank you so much for spending this time. Check out the program notes so that you will know where to find the blog, the podcast, <laughs> everything Thank else. Thank you so much. This is fun. I love, this is fun for me to A, to be on the other side and B, um, to talk about, you know, fashion and style, which I love. So thank you. I think you're very lucky. You get to talk about that stuff all the time. And I get to talk about, you know, uteruses. Whatever. Hey, you know, but people are listening. You're, you're providing, you're providing information that women need. So thank you. I'm Dr. Lauren Stryker, and thank you for joining me. You will find lots more information in my inside information books available on amazon.com and follow Francie as she navigates her way through vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and pretty much every menopausal symptom you can think of. See the light.